Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller? I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. My choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Welcome to How Stuff Works Now. I'm your host, Lauren Vogelbaum, a researcher and writer here at How Stuff Works. Every week, I'm bringing you three stories from our team about the weird and wondrous advances we've seen in science, technology, and culture. This week, researchers think they've figured out why some sounds, like chewing, can be so intolerable. And, unrelated, is it ever legal to punch someone in the face? But first, managing editor Allison Loudermilk and our freelance writer Kate Kirshner explore a link between two personality traits that makes bleep good sense to me. Honesty and use of profanity. Let's think about bad things people do. Lie. Cheat. Steal. Swear? Society tends to regard those first three as bad behavior, but swearing is more nebulous. Curse words exist because we've separated some words into a category of profane. But while lying, cheating, and stealing all can lead to actual injury, physical or otherwise, swearing just violates norms. Why give it a second thought? Well, it's important because some people make assumptions about those of us who curse up a storm. They might even assume that the swearer has poor moral character. That's what Dr. David Stilwell told us. Stilwell is a lecturer at the University of Cambridge's Judge Business School. He recently co-authored a study that looked at the relationship between profanity and honesty. It published in the journal Social, Psychological, and Personality Science. First, a little setup. While we often think of swearing as taboo, which means it's just breaking those norms we mentioned earlier, there's a school of thought that swearing is an outpouring of genuine emotion. After all, have you ever cursed when you felt frustrated or upset? We have. So Stillwell and his colleagues set out to see if swearing was a mark of honesty, or rather, a sign that a person has other negative, norm-busting traits lurking behind their salty tongue. For the first part of the study, they asked 276 participants to write down swear words they liked and commonly used, 
along with why they used them. The researchers then had participants take a commonly accepted measurement of honesty. They found that participants were more likely to measure high on a scale of honesty if they wrote down more used and liked curse words, and if they self-reported higher use of cursing. The researchers also noticed something interesting. People said they used profanity to express honesty about their feelings, as opposed to trying to insult or intimidate others. Of course, most of us don't swear in a lab setting, so researchers went where all real life happens: the internet. Stillwell told us that it's very difficult to study profanity because it's such a fleeting behavior, and people often don't even notice it. So, what to do? Where to go? Facebook, of course. According to Stillwell, Facebook status updates are a great way to see what words people actually use when talking to their friends. Using data from more than seventy thousand active Facebook users, they found something interesting about those who curse more in status updates. They're more likely to be honest. That is, they were more likely to use words that are associated with honesty. But the researchers still weren't done. They also isolated the U.S. participants of the Facebook study and averaged their profanity scores across the states. Next, they compared those scores to the 2012 State Integrity Investigation. They found that the greater the use of profanity statewide, the higher the integrity score of the state they're from. So there you have it. Curse away, and everyone will find you more honest. Well, hold up. The researchers only studied the perspective of the person swearing. Not the perspective of the person hearing the swearing, but there's a silver lining. If you ever find yourself on the receiving end of a profanity-laden tirade, you know there's a good chance that the person is telling you what they really think. Next up, senior editor Catherine Whitborn and our freelancer Dave Ruse bring us an answer to a question that crossed our minds given recent news about an assault on one espouser of racist ideology. Morality aside. Is it ever legal to punch someone in the face? Face punching in movies and TV shows is as cliched as the angry police chief and the one-handed cliff grab. But in real life, hauling off and clocking someone is not only a great way to break your hand; it's usually illegal. You would be Clint Eastwood's out there, maybe wondering: Is there ever a situation in which you are legally justified to pop someone in their ugly mug? Michael Schwartzbach. A California criminal defense lawyer, who's also an editor at the legal website Nolo, says the answer is yes, but the punch has to be made in self-defense. In general, Schwartzbach says you have to not be the aggressor, and you have to reasonably believe that force is necessary to protect yourself from some imminent violence. You also have to use an appropriate level of force. So here are some points to distinguish a legal punch from an illegal one. Number one, you can't strike first. That would make you the aggressor. It's hard to argue self-defense when you're literally on the attack. Number two, you can only punch someone if they have already taken a swing at you, or if you believe you're about to be hit. Number three, you can't escalate the fight. If the drunk guy at the bar doesn't like the way you're looking at him and shoves you on the shoulder, you can't break a bottle over his head, or punch him, or kick him in the goodies. You also can't use physical force against verbal attacks. Schwartzbach says that's the most common misconception about self-defense. The whole fighting words doctrine comes from a 1942 Supreme Court case where a man was arrested for cursing out a cop. The man said his behavior was free expression. The court disagreed and said that certain insults, quote, by their very utterance, inflict injury or tend to incite an immediate breach of the peace. End quote. Schwartzbach adds that even if someone threatens you and says they're going to beat you up or even kill you, the law doesn't give you the right to slug them. Whether you get prosecuted for punching someone out depends a lot on the police and what else may be going on in your city. 
Schwartzbach says if you're in a big metro area, there's a scuffle at the bar, the prosecutors are flooded by other cases, and no one seems to be really hurt, they may not pursue the case. But even so, you could still be sued in civil court. If the person you punched got a serious injury, missed work, or suffered psychological trauma from the incident, he can sue you for damages. And you won't see that one in the movies. Finally this week, staff editor Eves Jeffcoat and our freelance writer Shelley Danzi explain how a team of researchers honed in on the systems in the brain responsible for the disorder in which people find annoying sounds beyond annoying, misphonia. It's dinner time with family, and everyone's eating and chatting. Sounds harmless enough, right? But for some, hearing other people's crunching, lip-smacking, or gulping can cause anger and anxiety. Misophonia is a disorder that often evokes strong negative feelings to certain sounds, particularly things like gum chewing, pen clicking, keyboard tapping, and rattling pocket change. Recent research published in Current Biology studied the brains of people with misophonia to see how they process emotions from certain sounds. A team of scientists out of the UK and US evaluated the data of 20 participants with misophonia and 22 without. People who don't have misophonia can generally tune out everyday sounds that may be a bit bothersome, But for people with misophonia, the sensitivity comes from the pattern of the sound, not its volume. While it's not known exactly how many people have the condition, it can be debilitating for those who do have it. On average, misophonia symptoms start around age 12, but they can appear as early as age 5. Trigger sounds often incite rage, and sometimes the sensitivity gets so intense that actions related to specific sounds become disturbing. Imagine a person with misophonia living with a friend, but she doesn't want to talk because she doesn't like the sound of her friend's breathing. Sometimes people with the disorder struggle in silence. The researchers studied measurements from MRI and fMRI, as well as physiological data, observing parts of the brain used for processing perceptions and emotions. Participants heard trigger sounds, like eating, breathing, and drinking. They also heard unpleasant sounds, like a baby's cry and person's scream. And they heard neutral sounds, like a busy cafe and rain. Then the participants rated how annoying, triggering, or antisocial the sounds were. While the misophonic group did experience distress typical of their disorder from the trigger sounds, the unpleasant sounds did not produce the same response. After hearing the trigger sounds, the misophonic group experienced increased heart rates and galvanic or electric skin responses. According to the authors, these responses are consistent with misophonic tendencies to have a fight or flight response to trigger sounds. The misophonics in the study also exhibited abnormal salience detection, meaning the trigger sounds stood out more for them. So, parts of the brain involved in determining salience were more active in misophonics than in non-misophonics. The trigger sounds targeted the misophonics anterior insular cortex of the brain, a network that directs our attention towards stimuli that are meaningful to us, along with other parts of the brain related to processing and regulating emotion. Participants also responded to body consciousness questions about their inner and outer perception. The researchers found that people with misophonia were more aware of internal bodily sensations than those without the condition. The researchers' data doesn't show whether this unusual internal perception is a cause or a result of misophonia. But the researchers are optimistic that further research can be directed to quiet the brain structures related to the condition. That's our show for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Further thanks to our audio producer, Dylan Fagan, and our editorial liaison, Allison Loudermilk. Subscribe to Now, Now for more of the latest science news, and send us links to anything you'd like to hear us cover, plus a picture of a velvet painting that you really like. I 
just sort of accidentally bought one that features a conquistador. You can send us an email at nowpodcast at howstuffworks.com. And, of course, for lots more stories like these, head on over to our home planet, now.howstuffworks.com. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, At these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.